I used to be insanely judgmental of larger women. And I really had to take a look at that and see where that was coming from. And I really had to do the work to learn to find all different kinds of bodies beautiful. And I am proof that that can happen. I literally thought to myself, what is making you have this feeling towards heavy set people? And I realized that it was 100% my fear of getting heavy myself. And then I had to go deeper and be like, so what's that fear about? Like, why would that be bad? And I literally came to a place where like, I realized it isn't bad. <laughs> like, like, I'm going to eat and live my life and be who I am and look the way I look. I'm going to buy clothes that fit the body that I have. I'm not going to change my body to fit the clothes. And sometimes my whole family may be having fried clam rolls, and I may choose to have a salad because you know what? The salad makes me feel really good. But my motivation and my inspiration is from a totally different place now. It's not from a place of wanting to be something I'm not. It's about wanting to fuel what I am and be the person I want to be because it's important to me. And I no longer see heavier people as anything but beautiful and different. You have found the place to be. This is the Self-Love Peddler Show. I'm Sophie McCallum, your personal self-love peddler. Please leave the single narrative, airbrushed, beauty bot images you have been forced fed at the door. Here we examine our relationship with our bodies and the many shapes and nuances our bodies have. The only way to end women's cycle of body shaming, judgment, and self-loathing is through a common pact and plan to change the way we collectively think about our bodies and the bodies of those around us. Welcome to the journey. So I daydream about leaving my apartment naked, like hopping on the elevator, getting on the subway, grabbing a coffee, like pausing for a quick chat with a neighbor. I like being naked. I'm very comfortable naked. Like, and I'm not an exhibitionist. It's not like I need the world to see all of me. It's not about like how people see me. I am just more comfortable without clothes than with clothes. And like there's an element of forced acceptance if we if I was naked, like here I am, like nothing's covered up, like judge like let's like almost like let's just get this over with <laughs> like judge me whatever i accept me take it or leave it but and i i like the idea of like skipping the process of like fitting my body into the shell of clothes like that appeals to me tremendously like to remove that element of the day you know life is full of choices like decaf regular local train express smoking non-smoking naked, not naked. I just would like it to be on the table. I think it's illegal. There's a reason that clothing models are like real thin because if their bodies resemble hangers, right, they, then the whoever's designing the clothes can predict what the clothes are going to look like because they've got like the standard from which they design or for which they design. So the closer that the clothing wearer's body resembles a hanger, the more the clothing's highlighted. Like, that's how we got here in many ways. And that's fashion. Okay, fine. But fashion, like, doesn't stay in its own lane. It's permeated how 
millions and millions of women believe that they should look and that they need to look to be valued. And then you, as I've discussed many times, you add on the diet and the beauty and the entertainment industries buying into this image. And, you know, it's, it's created a problem. So, and diets, as we've talked about, show you that end goal and like promise to get you there. They show you that results, not typical goal that you probably will be very unlikely to get anyway, but they don't like, they show you that macro goal, but they don't show you the micro steps. You know, they, they spark your willpower as we've discussed with that unobtainable image at the end, but they don't see you like doing the work. They don't see you like ordering a green juice while the rest of your family sits around and eats clam rolls, you know, like fried clam rolls, that is, because those are delicious. You, I've been there. I have been not enjoying food with my family because I'm trying to get to this unobtainable space. I don't do that today, but I have done that. I know I've told the story before when my middle son set the table for all of us to have a family dinner and Everybody had a plate, a knife, a fork, a spoon, a napkin, and a drink, and I had a napkin and a straw because he knew that I was going to, like, be juicing for dinner. They don't show people, like, getting on the scale and seeing it go up before it goes down. They don't show you the real shit that you have to do, the work you have to do to get to that, uh, to possibly, maybe, be one of the small percentage of people that can get to that end result. I am thrilled to introduce you to my newest course, Mastering Your Love Centers Through Conscious, Compassionate Self-Love. Your love centers are your main areas in your life in which you put energy. Our goal together is to encompass these centers with conscious, compassionate self-love so that this boundless and self-expanding love can grow into the life we have always known we were meant to live. Someone once asked me, what are you waiting for? This one question sparked the light in my soul. At the time, I was living unconsciously, without intention, without awareness, without love and balance. Bringing conscious, compassionate self-love to our centers helps us identify where we're placing our energy and where we want or need fulfillment. Now I ask you, what are you waiting for? Join me inside of Mastering Your Love Centers through Conscious, Compassionate Self-Love. So, you know, I have worked with women primarily who have overcome massive obstacles, you know, domestic abuse, incarceration, like debilitating anxiety, like to name a few, like big, big stuff. And they have built purposeful, accomplished, often sober lives for themselves. And one thing that almost all of them have in common is they still stress out about like, are their boobs in the right place or the right size? How does their ass look in their jeans? Like, where's the stretch marks? Where's the cellulite? Are people seeing it? Is my body beach body ready? I got news for you. Every single one of you out here has a beach body. Just get your body to the beach and there you go. Beach body. So women's ability, inability rather, to see and embrace our unique external beauty because we're comparing ourselves to some like fucked up imposed idea of what's perfect is, I mean, it's a systematic problem. They say that 90% of American women are not happy with their bodies. 90%. Which is why I often say that the only way to end women's cycle of body shaming, judgment, and self-loathing is through a common pact and plan 
to change the way we collectively think about our bodies and the bodies of those around us. If we change the way we think about our bodies and the bodies of the women around us, we change the way we feel about our bodies and the bodies of the women around us. I used to be insanely judgmental of larger women. And I really had to take a look at that and see where that was coming from. And I really had to do the work to learn to find all different kinds of bodies beautiful. And I am proof that that can happen. I literally thought to myself, what is making you have this feeling towards heavy set people? And I realized that it was 100% my fear of getting heavy myself. And then I had to go deeper and be like, so what's that fear about? Like, why would that be bad? And I literally came to a place where like, I realized it isn't bad. <laughs> like, like, I'm going to eat and live my life and be who I am and look the way I look. I'm going to buy clothes that fit the body that I have. I'm not going to change my body to fit the clothes. And sometimes my whole family may be having fried clam rolls and I may choose to have a salad because you know what? The salad makes me feel really good. But my motivation and my inspiration is from a totally different place now. It's not from a place of wanting to be something I'm not. It's about wanting to fuel what I am and be the person I want to be because it's important to me. And I no longer see like heavier people as anything but beautiful and different. And there's a wonderful trend in social media, if you get the algorithm right, of people preaching this message. It's amazing. It really is amazing. And when I say get the algorithm right, start to follow these people so that the social media companies and platforms feed you more. Because whatever you seek, they feed you. Whatever you like, they give you more of. They're like they're drug dealers. <laughs> like this, here's more. And I'm also a broken record because every time I turn on TV, Marie Osmond is there telling me to buy Nutrisystem. So if she's going to fucking tell me to buy Nutrisystem like 200 times a week, I'm going to tell my story too over and over and over again, because that's how they get you. They bombard you. So I have no problem repeating myself, and I hope you have no problem hearing it again, because we need it. Because when I began my coaching practice, I knew that I wanted to focus on self-love coaching, like progress towards achieving a fulfilling life of meaning, of satisfaction. That's like the most common big picture goal of my clients, if I had to generalize. Obviously, when I do when I do my speaking engagements and when I speak on this podcast, I'm speaking to a general audience. When I work with one-on-one -on -one clients, it's obviously catered to you specifically. You, you're leading the show. But a common goal is like, how can I lead the most fulfilling life while I'm here? So that self-love coaching morphed into the self-love peddler. And it's funny, I got the idea of being the self-love peddler from the book Caps for Sale, which is a wonderful storybook. It's written by Esfir Slobodkina, I think. Anyway, Caps for Sale. Many of you, it was, it was very popular in the 70s. And there's this guy and he walks through this little hill town, you know, and there's like three colors used in this book. It's like green, brown, and black. Like it's very maybe some red, like it's it's simple and beautiful. And he walks through the streets of, you know, this little town screaming, caps for sale, caps for sale, 50 cents a cap. 
And, you know, honestly, now that I think about that book, there are so many analogies in that book that I could go deeper on, and perhaps one day I will, but it's a fabulous book. So I, I sort of saw myself wandering through the streets, <laughs> ideally naked, <laughs> of New York City, screaming like, self-love here, self-love here, get yourself love, because I want to call out to women who could hear me that, like, I want to help. I want to be part of this movement. And um, I didn't set out to so intensely focus on body positivity. The topic chose me because, you know, it's had its teeth in me for as long as I can remember. And I tried to shake it. Like, I am a complex, layered human being, as we all are. And how I perceived my external form seemed like so superficial. Like, like logically, I know I need to love myself, but it was not something I was doing. And I'm talking well into my journey as as a coach. I still had issues with weight and with my body. And, you know, most of us are blessed to have healthy, functioning bodies, but very, very few of us are truly thankful for that fact, let alone just simply love our form. You know, we hold ourselves up to these standards that have been systematically and calculatingly implanted in our minds by outside forces. It's a lot easier to sell like self-help and you know improvement than it is to sell self-love and compassion. I know I found myself wandering, getting lost in the self-help aisles the years before I was sober, the years before I had done work to find a conscious connection to myself. So yes, it's great to help yourself and to help yourself become the person you want to be. But aligning that person with the person you already are is so important, so important. And we must come together and we must commit to conscious, compassionate self-love of our bodies. And it can be done. You can do it. We can do it together. The time is now. If you are craving to go deeper on your self-love and body love journey, please join me inside my private Facebook group, The Self-Love Shack. We meet once a week to continue our discussions and go deeper. You can also check out my self-love courses and coaching options at selflovepeddler.com. Follow the link in the show description for more details. I leave you with this. The only way to end women's cycle of body shaming, judgment, and self-loathing is through a common pact and plan to change the way we collectively think about our bodies and the bodies of those around us. Sending you peace.